What's up? It's your pal, Wentigasthoticus, and this is The Bar as Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. We all know about the recent monster fucking trend everywhere on the internet. Everyone wanted to fuck Pennywise the Clown in 2017, then they wanted to fuck the Fishman from The Shape of Water, and then they wanted to fuck Venom, and who the fuck knows where it's gonna go from there. But continuing with the Dixar series, we're gonna go back in time, to a simpler era in our lives, back when no one wanted to fuck monsters. And then we're gonna promptly ruin that because people most certainly did want to fuck monsters. And I'm talking about the monsters from Monsters, Inc. Today, the ratio of crack fic to serious fic is the lowest so far in the Dixar series. In fact, there's no crack fic in this episode because people want to fuck these monsters. Crack fic is often meant to shock, but unironically wanting to fuck these characters is inherently just more shocking. I'm glad I don't have to think that much about the anatomy of the monsters because they're biological but fictional beings, so that gives one creative license with their sexual practices and biology. Or not, you can just make them just like humans. And that's what people did seem to do. Before we start, I'd like to mention that there probably will be a second Monsters, Inc. episode because I found a handful of kind of longer fix that share a specific theme. So they will be on another episode together. This is a shorter episode and I don't like putting long fix and short fix together because I feel like the long fix take up all the time and the attention. I want the short fix to get some spotlight too. I'd also like to bring up that there were some monster on monster fix I was considering, but they were unsuitable for this episode because they didn't meet the standards set by other fix. They were unfinished, they were too long, and so on. There was one about where monsters sort of fucking humans to generate power to fill those canisters. It was supposed to be a longer fic, but they only really post the exposition. I wanted to do that, but alas. So today, actually, we are going to talk a lot about Boo. Because if you age her up 15 or 16 years, she's prime for fucking. You thought people were going to leave her out of it because she was like two years old in the events of a movie? And I looked it up, she was two. Well, you're dead fucking wrong. I mean, at least they do age her up, but then again, the bar is low, guys. <laughs> Most of them pair her off with Sully, but today's last fic. Oh, it's a real treat, and that's because of the pairing. Just wait for it, you'll see. So let's do this, let's do this shit. So this first fic was never finished, so we never get to the sex scene, but the writing and the premise are terrible enough for me to include it here, and I think it'll kind of ease us into it a little bit as well. So we open with a dream about Boo and Sully's parting. Present day Boo jolts awake, crying a little. It has been 15 years since this event. She's still stuck on that memory and wishes she could see him again, and it's, quote, all she can think about. It's been all she can think about for 15 years? Fucking get over it! Even people who were madly in love with some motherfucker, they had a great relationship or they were even married. You know, maybe their relationship ended and losing that person will never feel right to them. But they get over it to be functional after 15 entire years and not think about it constantly. She was three. How she even remember him clearly enough for this shit? And I love how they always age her up so that she's like, exactly 18 because the, here the author does slot her in at three years old during canon. Here's a quote describing her appearance. She had grown into a beautiful young woman with dark brown hair that flowed down to her hips and gorgeous caramel brown eyes. She was thin but she curved in all the right places. 
Keep in mind that this girl's real name is Mary. Mary Sue, anyone? And curves in all the right places has always been the bane of my existence. It really does predate most of the other things I hate about bad writing. Just don't use that damn phrase. There's nothing that screams, my character is a Mary Sue, more than that. So then she masturbates to the thought of Sully for a little while. Who the fuck does this? Hey, I briefly knew you when I was three years old. I still jerk off to your face and your sexy purple polka dots 15 years later. And then she decides. She makes this decision that she's going to return to the Monsters, Inc. universe. Because she's of age, damn it. You can write porn of her without it being gross. So she does a whole bunch of research on portals, buys a bunch of shit, and builds a door in an unspecified amount of time all on her own. So yeah, I think that's kind of a big project, even if you knew what you were doing. I feel like you'd need two people simply to maneuver all the equipment and whatnot, and that's a lot of money she's spending here. It says she's a college kid in this. She's not having money for this shit. And then again, she's 18 and lives on her own in an apartment, so hey, maybe anything's possible. One thing's for sure, she's not a millennial. Even though Monsters, Inc. came out in 2001, which would slot her in that gray area between Gen Z and millennials. But her portal doesn't work, at least not right away, so she's not completely a Mary Sue. As we get to chapter 2 here, Zilli has been angsting about her also for the last 15 years. Shit, dude, she was a toddler, you fucking perv. Mike is getting married to Celia, but Sully's still single. And in fact, he doesn't think he's attracted to monsters at all. Is he reverse furry? A skinny? Is that what you'd call it? Or, or would it just be a reverse furry? I, I, who knows, but the monsters should all kink shame him and lock him in jail because of possible pedophilia. So we jump back to Mary's perspective as she finally perfects her portal door over the course of a week. She just discovered a way to reach an alternate universe, and what's she gonna do with that groundbreaking technology? Get some monster dick. So she disguises herself convincingly enough to walk into Monsters Inc., and no one thinks it's weird. She just goes straight up to the desk and asks if she can get a job, because that's how it works. Hell, maybe that is how it works in the Monsters world. Maybe Mary is just immune to economics, as one of her special Mary Sue powers. She gets to talk with Sully, because he's her boss now, and she's like, oh, I don't have a place to stay and Sully without knowing it's her is like mmm she hot mmm I got a spare bedroom in my apartment what you say girl uh, oh of course Mr. Sullivan and that is fortunately where it ends but the writing was atrocious enough for me to include it I feel this next one it's written a lot better and it's sex they they fuck but it's not graphic and it kind of fades out. Let's go into it though. So the premise here is that Boo is conveniently very good at making Halloween costumes such that she can sneak back into the monster's world to fuck Sully. Okay, there is a little more to it than that, so let's get into this. The idea of her being good at costumes is actually developed, unlike in the last fic. She's been doing it pretty much since she can remember, and she got really good at it over the years. So she, like, wins all the costume contests at school. Other people start asking her to make their costumes. She sets aside money to work with better material. And, of course, she's taking inspiration from the monsters she met when she was a little kid. So one Halloween, she's really just made her best work. Some reptile-looking monster, and she's like... Fuck it, I'm a fucking lizard. This time, I'm gonna cross through the portal instead of waiting for Sully to come to me like he has over the years. She makes her way into his office, and he's like, Oh, lizard lady. 
may I help you even though we're closed because I am very horny for you? Because he doesn't recognize her because she's just that good. But then she does reveal that it is in fact her. Here's a quote that just about sums up his feelings. He half felt that he should run his genitals through a meat grinder for daring to have less than pure thoughts about her. Good on you. And yeah, he's just like, yep, this is wrong that I feel attracted to her beyond the costume. Like, he can see her form through there, and the only part of her actually exposed is her mouth, which she's into. But everyone's looking at them with approval, because it looks like they're a couple, considering she's dragging him around by the hand. So he's like, what if it is right? Since it's her first time in the monster world since she was two, they basically go on a date and see things. And she knows it's kind of fucked that they're getting all romantic, but she's like, it's okay, he's been such a gentleman, and he's one of my favorite people anyways. <sighs> so, once they're done with their date, she says that she wants to see his home again. And he's like, I moved to a different apartment. She's like, I don't care, I wouldn't have remembered it anyways. I just want to see it. So one thing leads to the next. We all know where this is going, as it was. And I always find it odd that authors have her taking the lead sexually. But then again, any other way would be creepy as shit. Maybe Boo was just born a dominatrix and you can tell that from as early as toddlerhood. I don't know, did she seem like a dominatrix in the movie? I don't fucking know. I really don't want to think about whether a two-year-old would be a dominatrix. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Anyways, we fade out... And we don't actually get any graphic shit, so she, you know, she takes off her costume and slowly is like, hmm, I actually like this better. But are you sure you want to do this, boo? But she doesn't feel nervous, even though he could easily crush her and he doesn't know human anatomy all that well. And then they do fuck and it fades to black. And as far as things go, this wasn't terrible. I feel like it does a good job illustrating the bond between them. And I guess I could even go as far as to call it cute at some moments. <sighs> This next one is a little weirder and more surreal. And this is going to be the last one before we get to our grand finale. So Sully's been paying Boo some visits once a year on her birthday. Eventually she loses interest, so he appears less and less. The last time he sees her is when she's 14. And he's realizing, oh shit, she's becoming a woman. And I also happen to walk in on her taking off her bra. Sully and nasty. Now, a few years later... She's 18, and he's paying her his last visit. He hears a buzzing noise coming from her room, and he's like, mm, what the fuck's going on in there? Once again, Boo is scantily clad and has this look of sexual pleasure upon her face, even though he expects her to be in pain because of the sound. When she drops her bed sheet, and this is so fucking dramatic, it is like a seashell at the feet of Aphrodite. That's so extra in every way. And then she approaches him sexually, as you may have guessed. She's an adult soon, so she won't be able to see him anymore. And she's definitely one of the internet's monster fuckers, because she's like, oh, well, now's my only chance, I'm gonna fucking go for it. And she also implies in the dialogue that she's fucked other monsters. You kinky motherfucker. And her lead-in to seduce him is like, I didn't turn on my vibrator until... After I heard you in the closet. And he's super confused and uncertain, but ends up going along with her. Let's talk body part euphemisms. <laughs> because they happen. Y'all know how I feel about body part euphemisms. They are ridiculous sometimes. And they fucking happen here as she guides him to finger her. First of all, we get slippery honeyed slit. So 
So when I think of honey, I think of sticky, which is really the opposite of slippery. I don't know what they were going for here, but okay. And then sleek pearl on the apex of her thighs. Sweetie, you're trying way too hard. Just say vagina or even just cut it down to a plain old slit. And just say clip, too. Also, doesn't solely have claws. Like, it hurts to be fingered even with just untrimmed fingernails. But I do not want to imagine what being fingered with, with a claw is like. Because that would, like, rip apart your pussy. So they do cut out right before it leaves softcore territory. But the tone of this fic... Y'all are acting like this is the erotic story of the ages, but you're writing porn of someone we knew as a two-year-old in canon, bone in a fluffy cartoon monster from a kid's movie. I'll give them this, this person actually knows how to write, even if their style's overdramatic, but ooh, unnecessary. And now we're gonna get to our grand finale, because my god, this fake threw me in for such a loop. My jaw, like, literally drop. That's why I've saved it for last here. All these other ones, I was like, yeah, we know exactly where this is going. But this one, no, you do not know where this is going. So Boo is also super aged up here. She's 18. She actually takes the lead when it comes to monster fucking again. So this is all consensual, but if anything, Randall, yes, fucking Randall is in here and he's being manipulated by her this fake. So apparently he's made a lasting friendship with Boo over the last 16 years or whatever, which then turned into a relationship. Finally, when she's 18, she's like, okay, we can fuck now. You can't avoid it anymore. Even though he's kind of nervous to go any further than making out. But they do fuck and they continue to fuck every Friday night. And Wendy, he's like, hmm, can we please just talk for once instead of having sex? But she starts undressing and he's like, hmm, never mind. I'm getting into this. And I thought this was just going to go full blown porn, considering the detail they were putting just into this foreplay alone, but they're interrupted by Sully. She suddenly accuses Randall of raping her when Sully does enter. Randall tries to explain, but she hits him with a baseball bat and sticks Sully on him. And holy shit, did what happens next just throw me in for a fucking loop. This takes such a turn, because this turns into more! <laughs> This turns into motherfucking four. Four. This turns into four. Believe it or not, I've never read a four fanfiction until the very moment I clicked on this. Sure, I've seen art spontaneously appear as a citizen of the internet, really. Who hasn't? But reading a fanfiction you thought was gonna just be sex between a monster and a girl is that and then also becomes four with no warning? Holy shit! Because Sully just straight up swallows Randall whole. And they just cry in detail the feeling of going down an esophagus and then being stuck inside someone's stomach. And he's slowly dissolved in stomach acid, which they do not describe in detail. But they, of course, in the tradition of vor fetish porn, they have to talk about how it sure looks like solely put on some weight. In conclusion, holy shit, I thought I was becoming immune to weird stuff, but I just hadn't read a vor fic. And I wasn't expecting to read one either, so that definitely was a big thing that added to it. I couldn't even say this is disgusting or make sense of this at all because I was just in shock after I read this. Like, I did not go in expecting that. But now looking back on this, well, I'm still shook, but like past the initial stage of having just read it. Looking back on this, I can say that this was not written very well and we have no idea what Boo's motivation for crying rape was. Is she into Vore? 
and wanted a live performance that she could just masturbate to? Because Randall's been her buddy and her sexual partner for a while at this point. It wasn't like anyone was forcing her to see him either. I don't know why this happened, but holy shit, it did. Someone fucking wrote this. Wow. And that is Monsters, Inc. Round 1. Like I did mention in the intro, I want to do a second episode, at least at some point, in which I cover two or three longer fics that are monster-on-monster monster instead of human-on-monster. And they do have another theme going for them, too, but I don't want to reveal it yet, because oh boy. Next week, we are going to take a break from the Dixar series, but we'll be back within a few episodes. Today, we covered Monster in My Closet by Love Angel 7789, Better Than Good Enough by Person, yeah, just person. Message from the End of the World by Zenith Starlight. And Friday Night, Boo X Randall by Cheesy Potato. And Cheesy is spelled with threes instead of E's. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us so you know what's coming up next. I'm your pal Winchigastodicus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.